Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. center of divine operation. This is from Troward, but I'm teaching out of Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Biren. She was, um, she was Troward's only student, and it cost her $20,000, if I remember correctly, the story on how she got to work with him is pretty pretty fascinating uh, story. And twenty thousand dollars back in the early nineteen hundreds was an enormous amount of money, you know. So anyway, my mind is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression, and this means the production of something beyond what has gone before, something entirely new, not included in past experience, though proceeding out of it by an orderly sequence of growth. Therefore, since the divine cannot change its inherent nature, it must operate in the same manner with me. Consequently, in my own special world, of which I am the center, it will move forward to produce new conditions always in advance of any that have gone before. Now, this is, this little paragraph from Troward is something that if you get the book, um, it's a study in and of itself, just this paragraph. And really thinking about the principle that he's talking about. In, In live events, I usually have people stand up and then, point their finger straight out in front of themselves and see what, what is it their finger is, is focused on and then completely turn 360 degrees around and realizing that you're the center of your universe. However, when you look at this, realizing you're a center, you're a center, so let me start again. You're the center. When you do that exercise and you turn around, you realize you're the center of your universe. But when you observe everybody else having the same ability to do the same exercise, you realize that everybody has the same experience in doing this. So you're a center. Everybody is a center in this process, right? Now, in the beginning of her book um, is her famous... This is chapter one, first page, under order of visualization. She says, in other words, when your understanding grasps the power to visualize your heart's desire and hold it with your will, it attracts to you all things requisite to the fulfillment of the picture by the harmonious vibration of the law of attraction. And always remember this, the law of attraction is not a law. It's not a law. It's a subsidiary law, so to speak, under the law of vibration. What's fascinating about it is that it's been taught as the law of vibration forever and ever and ever. In the movie The Secret, they talked a lot about the law of attraction, but they did virtually no teaching 
on the law of attraction. Because in order to teach that law substantially, you have to teach the law of vibration. You have to really understand the law of vibration to understand how this attraction principle within it actually works, right? So always remember that idea. Because if you want to understand the so-called law of attraction more, you have to really study the law of vibration. And then in order to study the law of vibration more, you have to study all the seven universal laws because they're all connected. You never, you never work one without working all of them simultaneously. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a consciousness thing, right? This is all about awareness in our mind. The more aware we are of how we operate within these laws... You see, because you're always operating within the laws. Whether you're conscious of it or not is something entirely different, but you're always operating within these laws. And because you're operating within these laws, the more conscious you can become of them, the more aware you become of the fact that you're born to be a success. So whatever result that we're, that we're achieving in life, whether it's success or failure or something in between, it comes from how we consciously or unconsciously work with the laws of the universe. The laws are God's modus operandi for how the universe operates. That means here's the universe in its entirety, and everything within the universe operates within the structure of these laws. So if you are a plant or an animal, you don't need to be conscious of those laws because built within the structure of your being as a plant or an animal is the genetic DNA which causes you to behave in whatever specific way is necessary for your individual life to be a success. And if there's something wrong with that individual DNA within yourself as a plant or an animal, nature itself is designed to remove you from operating alive within the universe because you're, there's a defect somewhere along the line. The universe is all about supporting life in the idea of consistent growth and expansion moving forward. So we go back to we go back to Troward. My mind is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression. It's always for expansion and fuller expression. When we talk about um, like core wound uh information. Core wounds prevent expansion and fuller expression in your life. If you don't get to the root of a core wound, if you don't become conscious of how a core wound is operating in your life, the wound is operating unconsciously and therefore destructively in your life, which means that you will continue to experience things that you don't want to experience until either you become conscious to change it or you're removed from life, period. Because we operate the same way within that structure as any other plant or animal does. The whole purpose, the whole foundational purpose for life is to add to more life. 
And if you can't add to it, you're useless as far as nature is concerned. You're not part of the principle of life giving life and to the expansion of that life and to the expression of the divine within through yourself. So my mind is, is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression. And this means the production of something beyond what has gone before. Something entirely new. Not included in the past experience, though proceeding out of it by an orderly sequence of growth. Therefore, since the divine cannot change its inherent nature, the divine can't change its inherent nature, and life within the divine can't change its inherent nature. What's its inherent nature? For expansion and fuller expression. It can't change it. Therefore, since the divine cannot change its inherent nature, it must operate in the same manner with me, consequently in my own special world. Again, he's going back to, you are a center, I am a center, we are all individual centers. Consequently, in my own special world of which I am a center, it will move forward to produce new conditions, always in advance of any that have gone before. So Biren goes back to saying, in other words, when you're understanding, when we consciously understand, when that understanding grasps the power to visualize your heart's desire and hold it with your will, it then attracts to you all things requisite to the fulfillment of that picture by the harmonious vibrations of the law of attraction. If we go all the way back, so we talk about the early Greeks and the early Greeks seeing the, the seed of the soul, the heart, as the heart of consciousness, not, not, the, not the heart as in our mind, but uh, the, heart, the heart of the soul of who we are. But it was, if you go back to the Egyptians, remember we talked about how be, the language of the Egyptians was in pictures. And the interesting thing about the pictures that they drew was that not only did it tell you what the object was, but it also indicated what the object could do. Right? Different than, different than the word. So the experience of language insofar as the way that they communicated had a much different consciousness to it as far as implication than the way that we do it today. The way we do it today is very left brain. Very left brain. The early Egyptians were incorporating much more right-brained activity than we do today. That changes our experience. It changes the potential of our experience. It also changes our perception because we perceive things much differently. You know, if you think about the Wright brothers in, in inventing an airplane, the perception of the universe was very different to them than somebody who was looking at an airplane, say, with a mathematical mind. And perception is everything in the mind of the perceiver. 
But if I can perceive something different than the way somebody else perceives it, because I'm using more of my right-brained potential than my left-brained potential, I can see something based on understanding that most people can't see. Of course, that's where tremendous amounts of ridicule and judgment come in for a lot of individuals. It really depends on what part of the brain is actually observing what it is that we're experiencing. In other words, when your understanding grasps the power to visualize your heart's desire and holds it with your will, it attracts to you all things requisite to the fulfillment of that picture by the harmonious vibrations of the law of attraction. You realize through your understanding that since order is heaven's first law and visualization places things in their natural order, then it must be a heavenly thing to visualize. In other words, it's in harmony with the idea of how God thinks about you, your potential, and your position within the structure of the universe. What do I see? How do I experience that as I begin to understand my position in the universe? If I'm raised in an environment where my desire for self-expression is being squashed by the limited understanding of the people that are raising me, then I'm not able to come from this place of fuller expansion and expression because what I have to do is I have to follow the patterns and the understanding or lack thereof from my parents or from my religion in many cases the three things that hold most people back in the misunderstanding, which is God, sex, and money. God, understanding your position, your perception, your power within the universe. Sex is the idea of how do I feel about expressing myself in a pattern of growth, in a pattern of uniqueness, in a pattern of beauty within the world that I live in, both physical and from almost from an artist's perception. It was one of the reasons why I, when I created The Art of Success, I, that's why I named it The Art of Success. Because success is both the idea of how do I create my life as an ex, my, my success being an expression of my innermost desire for how I want to experience the world and also help other people experience the world. But it's also this pattern advancement of what am I going to create to move forward and how am I going to think about that? How am I going to think about that, pro that, uh, that process? If I'm taught that the dreaming, the fantasizing, the heart's desire, uh, the things that I want to create and how I want to experience, if I'm taught that those things are wrong, I've got a big problem. Because on one hand, I feel the desire to express and expand, which generally causes my imagination to go like fully lit up because I start to see what it is that I, that I want. 
But then I've got a value conflict, which is everything that I'm being taught is actually wrong. I can't do that. The Wright brothers' father was, the, was a minister that told them that they were going to go to hell just for saying that they could fly, for entertaining the question. Very, it's very interesting how we get shut down by other people and the age in which it happens and how it determines the quality of our success as we move forward because everybody's born to be a success. In the conscious, in the conscious uses of the universal power to reproduce your own desires in physical form, three facts should be born into mind. First, all space is filled with a creative power. All the knowledge that ever was or ever will be is 100% present in all places at the same time. All spaces are filled with this knowledge and this power. The knowledge that the answer is there, the power that the potential for that answer can be manifested to move you and anything that you think about that you hold with the will of your mind to actually move forward. Second, the creative power is amenable to suggestion. Now, this is something that we haven't talked about in too much depth, but I'm going to start to be going into it a little bit more. The power of suggestion is extraordinary in how you use it for yourself and how you use it with everybody else in your life. The subconscious mind is very open to suggestion. And it will pick up on suggestion. If you drop that little seed into the consciousness, it will begin to plan itself and take hold and take root and begin to manifest in your life. The other thing that's interesting about this is that if you're working with somebody who seriously wants to make significant change in their life, if you just give them a little bit of suggestion based on what they want, if you plant that seed, if you just drop it into their consciousness, this thing will begin to take over and it'll begin to grow like nobody's business. When, I'm, when I do uh, live events and I say to a large audience, how would your life change if like that your annual income became your monthly income? That's a suggestion. That is dropping a suggestion into the mind of, the, of that audience. What's so powerful about it is that the suggestion is based on something that I know that they already want and things that are very specific to them without even having to know them. Number one, how much they make on an annual basis. Everybody has an annual income. I don't know, I don't need to know what it is to help them by giving them a suggestion. Number two, I know that their life would be significantly different if their annual income became their monthly income. And I also know that it would blow their minds if they could actually do it this month. So I'm taking things that I know about them without ever having to know the specifics of what that looks like in their life. And if I plant that suggestion correctly, their mind will take over and it will build a beautiful picture in their life. 
That's the power of suggestion. The other thing that it will tend to do is it is going to form based on their desire for wanting that kind of a change in their life. I don't have to be the one to desire it. They already desire it. So I'm working with the subconscious desires, the heart desires, the wishes and the wants that they already have within them. When you follow the compassionate conversion, you're working with suggestion. You're talking to people about things that they already want. That's one of the reasons why the, the, the idea of asking questions in that process is so important because it's calling up the things that they already desire with inside themselves. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is open that door for them and their mind will start to go down the road. My mind is a center of divine operation. It's always seeking for expansion and fuller expression. All it needs to do is to grasp onto the ideas that feed that side of the mind. Because it's where everybody's trying to get to. And when you start to use tools like that psychologically with other individuals, one of the great things is that a person will use their own thought process to work around the things that they've experienced that they kind of perceive as an inability to create the success that they want. I'm not telling them what they can't do. I'm suggesting here are the things that they can do. And that attaches to the spiritual DNA that is in every single person to build that out in their life in the most extraordinary way. Because it harmonizes with their belief system for what they really want. My mind is a center of divine operation. My mind is a center. And when you start to play around with that, it becomes very easy to help somebody else because their mind is a center, a center. It will grasp that idea, it will run with it, and their life will begin to change in the most extraordinary ways. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.